Good day, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Clavinating EMT. I am Tommy, your host. That screaming was Mr. Haybu, my co-host. Are you gonna come join? He's, he's having some dinner right now, so he just uh, he's just doing what birds do: scream for no reason at all. You gonna come over? All right. So today's episode. Hey, buddy, come on. Are gonna be some of the most uh, WTF, like uh, some of the calls, um, both fire and uh, EMT services. Um, that left me or me and my partner going, what the fuck just happened? Just bizarre, you know, and, you know, we never get to, to hear any follow-up either. There you go. Um, so here's just a few of the calls that uh, left us scratching our, uh, our helmets or our heads or something like that. Um, anyhow... One, one of the big ones uh, for me was uh, I was working a grappling event. And um, this is a, it's like a, they can, it's, these grapplers can, can use any, you know, jujitsu or uh, traditional uh, wrestling or whatever, but there's no striking. It's all just grappling. So they win. Uh, points by takedowns reversals um or if their opponent taps out and that's usually accomplished by doing some pressure hold um and they actually do end up uh, and chokeholds are legal which blows me away is that good hey boo's munching on something so i got called over to a mat um, cause I usually have a ton of mats, you know, like eight to 12 mats and, uh, these, uh, not bouts. I don't know what you call them. Contests are going on. These people just kind of, you know, beating the hell out of each other. Um, a lot of injuries, but I got called over to one mat and this guy's laying there on his side and he, he looked like he was posing for, uh, some kind of magazine or something. And he was just laying on his side, and I thought he hurt his shoulder. And uh, no one told me anything. They just said, hey, you're needed on mat number, whatever it was. So I go over there. This guy's laying on his side. And um, I said, sir, is your is uh, big guy, too, by the way? Um, I'd hate to see his opponent. But uh, I said, can you tell me what's going on? He goes, yeah, it's my knee. And I'm like, oh. Because he was laying there with his legs together on his side, looked like he was, you know, posing for uh, a magazine or something, you know, perhaps a an adult magazine. Do they even make those anymore? I don't know. But uh, I said, okay, what about it? You're uh, neat. He goes, oh, I just feel pressure on it. It just feels weird. And I was like, okay, can you roll over so we can take a better look at it and pull your... He had, like, little fighting jammies on or whatever. And, like, we can pull your pants up. And he goes, no, I can't move. And I go, you, you're 
do you have feeling in your arms and legs? He goes, yeah. I, so it wasn't a back thing. You know, right away I thought, oh, crap, the guy, you know, spinal injury if he can't move. And he said, no, I literally just, I can't move. I don't know why. I'm frozen. I said, okay, well, I got to I gotta look at your knee. And I felt around a little bit, and it felt, I felt both knees at the same time. It felt like something was missing. So... I got my shears out, and uh, the guy was kind of bummed because they were his favorite grappling jammies. But um, I cut his pants up, you know, a slit all the way up to his groin. And I looked down, and the guy's patella, also known as the kneecap, had come out and was up in his thigh. And was just sitting there, and I go, huh. Now, I've seen, I've seen this before. And uh, the patient is screaming and yelling and about passing out from pain. It is horrible. Their heart rate is elevated. Their blood pressure is through the roof. They're sweating like crazy. They're diaphoretic for all you fancy pants out there. The guy was doing none of these, you know. And I took a picture of his knee because he couldn't see it. And I thought, well, maybe he just has a weird knee. I don't know. I just wanted to ask him if this was normal, and he said, no, that's not normal, and I cut his other pant leg up to compare the two, and he was right. It wasn't normal. I could see there was a, a socket where his kneecap was, and there was a kneecap where his thigh was. So that was really, really crazy, because I took the guy's vitals, and they were not elevated, nothing. Um, paramedics showed up. And I uh, took a look at the guy and wanted to move him. And the guy's like, don't move me. Don't move me. I think his body knew that if he moved a, a nano inch, he would be in horrible, awful pain. So the paramedic just went, oh, okay. Got a big dose of ketamine because this big guy shot the guy up, you know. And, of course, he just went into la-la land, um, put him on the gurney. It took a lot of us to get him on the gurney. Took him away. So that... That was, uh, I've never seen any, I've seen, I've seen dislocated and fractured patellas, but I've never seen a patient with that reaction where they just were, were frozen in the, somehow the pain didn't make it to his brain. I don't know what the deal was, you know, it's, I'm not sure, but it looked bad. Um, I had another uh, case where I was working at a hockey game. A uh, kid came off the ice, and he's holding his head with his right arm. And I was like, oh, crap, because there's a big pile up in front of the net, so anything could have happened. You know, just big scrum of guys all over each other. Um, so this guy gets back, and I thought, oh, crap, he's got a concussion. He's got something going on. So... uh I went over and sat next to the guy, sat on the bench next to the guy. And uh, I started talking to him. And uh, I said, hey, buddy, you okay? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my head, my head, my head. And then he's holding his head. And I'm like, okay, um, how about if we get up, you know, go over here and take your helmet off so we can talk a little bit, uh, figure this out. And then I noticed that his left arm was just kind of dangling there. And then I noticed blood was dripping from his fingertips. So I asked him, I said, have you had surgery lately on your uh, left arm? Because I thought maybe stitches got popped or something like that. And he goes, I can't feel it. I can't feel my arm. 
you know, and he kind of started freaking out. I, he was concussed, but he also had a long, uh, gaping wound from his elbow to his wrist. He didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. Um, because I was sitting on his right side. So I said, okay, just be cool, man. I jumped over. I took my, um, shears and by then I had called a coach over to kind of overlook everything. And, uh, I cut his, um, the jersey open. That wasn't, it didn't make him happy. I saw all this white stuff coming out of his elbow pad and I was like, oh no, compound fracture. That's why he can't move it. You know, no, that was just the foam where a skate blade had gone into his elbow pad through his elbow pad and then down the length of his arm along his bone and sliced it right open. And uh, I, I was looking down into the kid's arm. Now, when I I took the elbow pad off and I uh, cut the, the jersey off, uh, the coach was there, saw it, and made a little wall with his hand so the kid couldn't see it because the kid was uh, not doing so well at the time. So, but I ended up irrig- now. Luckily, there was no arterial or um, vein damage. Uh, there was plenty of blood, but it wasn't like uh, pumping blood. It wasn't gushing blood. It wasn't oozing or pumping. It wasn't doing either of those. Oozumping. I guess if you cut a vein and an artery, is it oozumping or pazumping? I don't know. That was just bizarre, though, because I didn't get called over to the bench for this kid. Usually I get called over um, if it's an obvious hit. Um, I just happened to see the guy holding his head and sat next to him. But uh, I irrigated the wound, the very deep, gaping. Uh, I said I wouldn't use that word anymore, hey, boo. You got to remind me. Not using angina or gaping anymore. Not going to do it. It's offensive. (laughs) Anyhow, um, I irrigated it real well, um, put some steri strips on it. Um, put it all back together, and then this kid went off to the ER. Uh, I I did run into someone later that told me the kid ended up getting 70-something stitches, uh, a a ref for a a soccer team. And, um, but there was no uh, permanent damage, which made me really happy because I thought the kid might have had some permanent nerve damage or something that would... uh, Ruin his day and his hockey career and everything. So that that was that was good news. Um, but that was very strange. The kid, I think he was in some type of shock. Uh, I think having the concussion, which was a problem, but having his arm splayed open uh, was a bigger problem at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, but apparently uh, the ER docs took good care of him, and the guy came back to play hockey again, so good for him. I had another kid that uh, ran into, uh, there's another hockey, uh, a lot of hockey injuries. Um, ran into a, a guy's knee head first, and just like a spring, he compressed like a spring. Bounced off, laying there, um He'd been knocked out only for a short time. Uh, I went tended to the kid, um, and his legs were shaking. You know, now I checked his spine, his C-spine, of course. I checked for C-spine. First thing, any kids on the ice, 
you know, and sometimes coaches want to grab him by the shoulder and lift him up and I have to flag him off and the refs uh, get the coaches out of there. I know they mean well and everything and uh, ice time's expensive, but man, I anytime a kid goes down, uh, I make sure that their uh, neck is not injured uh, because there's that can happen. It's easy to happen or their back. But uh, this kid, uh, he could feel his hands and his legs, um, but his legs were shaking. And uh, I felt around on his neck, and he didn't complain of any specific area. Uh, so we lifted him up and helped him skate off the whole time he was shaking. Um, and uh, his mom was a trauma nurse, ended up taking him to the ER and getting him taken care of. But I talked to a doctor later that said it sounds like spinal compression, where, like, uh, a certain part of the spine can get literally compressed and cause this um, seizure type of uh, reaction. And um, and the, the kid, amazingly, wasn't concussed. I think a lot of the energy went from the top of his head down to his skates. And uh, his spine took the, uh, the brunt of the blow, so... Uh, that was really odd, though. I've never seen that before. I haven't seen it since. I've only seen it once, so it was kind of, kind of crazy. Um, another uh, what the fuck call I went on uh, with my partner, uh, and actually we talked about this a little bit, but I, I guess I'll rehash it just because it's worth rehashing because it's still a mystery. Um, my buddy Johnny in episode three or four, something like that. Um, we're working on the fire department overnight, as we do uh, most nights. Get a call for, a, again, I can't remember if the call was for a bleed. I think it was just a bleed. It wasn't a suicide. Um, they have a thing called hold, hold for Code 4. If it's anything involving drugs, weapons, domestic, anything like that, um, the cops have to make sure the scene is safe. Uh, we got there really quick, really fast. It sounded like uh, a bad bad thing so we showed up and the this guy had gotten in a fight with his uh, girlfriend apparently and uh to show her uh he took a giant chef knife jammed it into with his right hand jammed it into his left elbow and pulled it all the way down to his wrist now that opened up his arm just like it just opened it up i mean i i was looking at his arm and it was just open i don't know how else to describe it I'm not going to say gaping. It was gaping, but it was open. So, um, luckily cops had got there and uh, put a tourniquet on each arm and had it slowed down and then eventually stopped. And uh, the guy, there was blood everywhere. It was like someone opened a garden hose and full of blood. It was amazing. Now, I know the guy lost a lot of blood. Usually they say, oh, well, it doesn't take much blood to make it look... No, this guy lost a lot of blood. Um, He was kind of in and out of consciousness and um, very calm. But we couldn't figure out how he sliced both arms. The one arm I can see, if you got that much commitment to doing harm to yourself and don't do that ever... Um, figure it out, talk to someone. But how did he slice the other arm? Because the left arm would have been so damaged. I can't imagine how he was able to cut the other arm, to either, either even grip a knife. 
Anyhow, so that's still a mystery, and we still have our um, conspiracy theories on that. Um, I had an, another call that was uh, it was kind of disturbing, and it left uh, me and my partner later going, what the fuck was that? Um, apparently a, a young woman, you know, in her 40s, I, I call that a young woman, you know, um, had sat up in bed in the middle of the night, uh, quickly grabbed her husband and then laid back down and went into cardiac arrest. Um, that's what the husband says, you know, that, uh, she woke him up and he looked up and she was sitting up in bed and then she fell down and he didn't get a pulse and she wasn't breathing. So, um. CPR, police officers showed up before we did, got her on the floor and started CPR. Um, but I, I don't know how long it took them to get there. I don't think very long, because uh, a woman called in, uh, or uh, the woman, the, the woman was dead on the floor. The husband had called in right away, and um, and the police are working on her. We got in and did our thing. And uh, I don't know how that call turned out. Again, we don't know how a lot of these turn out. It's not any of our damn business, for one thing. And uh, sometimes it's it's good to not know. I you know we I think that we all just kind of live in this. Everything turned out fine. Everything's good. Uh, and then we find out that it wasn't sometimes, and it kind of deflates us a little bit. Um, but the odd part of all of this is. When me and my crew went in, um, and uh, we're helping the cops out, or you know, relieving them from doing um, compressions, um, and then we're getting the device on the Lucas device on all this stuff. Um, the husband had this really bizarre, almost cult-like um, grin, and he's like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" You know, I I was ready for the guy to offer us a cup of coffee and a donut or something. He was so calm and just the opposite of what usually goes on during um, CPR scenes. And we have no idea what the deal was with that. The guy showed... Now, I'm not saying he had anything to do with her death or anything. That's not my point. Um, I guess everyone reacts differently. You know, just like the guy with the patella. I, You know, I've seen other people who had a dislocated patella and it came back in and they were just screaming bloody murder. So, um, it was just bizarre later, you know, when we we're doing our uh, report and everything, we were like, what is the deal with the husband? You know, he, I, I thought he was going to ask us to sit down for dinner or something like that. And, uh, Never found out what the deal was. Um, oh, no, actually, we did. Uh, the, the patient ended up having a undiagnosed uh, heart condition. Um, you know, sadly, this happens where someone will uh, go into cardiac arrest. Uh, we had, um, there is a pond hockey player, that super athletic guy, and uh, there are some things um, like the pulmonary embolism that I had that I'll do an episode on. Um, the first symptom is death. Yeah, not cool, Mr. Haybu. And um, this is one of them. Uh, apparently, she had um, some issue with her heart. She, you know, that didn't show any symptoms until 
uh, she passed away. So, uh, but it was still, so, you know, she wasn't aware of it. The husband wasn't aware of it. So, um, there was nothing nefarious going on, but we still just had a hard time wrapping our heads around, um, the husband's reaction. But again, until you're in someone's moccasins, you don't, you don't know how you're going to react. Um, that's just, that was his reaction. But it did leave us scratching our heads and stuff. So if you go into first responding, you become an EMT, paramedic, uh, whatever you end up doing, um, where you're uh, taking care of sick people, don't always count on um, reactions and behavior to be what you think is normal or correct. Uh, because you you will be uh, greatly surprised at... Uh, at how people react in uh, very stressful situations. So, anyhow, thanks again uh, for tuning in. Just wanted to share a few stories of what the fuck just went on. Right, Mr. Haybu? You're not very helpful. That's, uh, he is a son kind of your parrot, by the way, for those of you and uh, not on the YouTube in podcast land. So he is a beautiful bird. And uh, very attached to me. So. Once again. Gonna wrap it up. Wrap it up. So those are kind of some of the odder, odder things that have happened. But expecting the unexpected um, is pretty normal. So. Again, I appreciate anyone uh, that uh, views any of uh, these uh, YouTube episodes or uh, listens to any of the podcasts. I hope you get something out of it. You know, feel free to comment, um, good or bad. You know, I'm I've been doing this for a few months now, and I'm just curious how I'm doing. Um, trying to keep them a little bit shorter and stuff. Uh, I do plan on having guests uh, more in the future, so um, I'm looking forward to that. So there's there's a lot to learn um, all around. And if you're thinking about being a first responder, I would encourage you to do it. Um, it's a good life. It's a tough life. It's a weird life. But uh, I'd say do it. And uh, remember, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. <laughs>